always center stage. My name is Jessica Poche, and let me tell y'all, I was struggling with this episode, like real hard. And at first I didn't really understand why until the Lord revealed it. Um, I was a little slow in getting them out and I wish I can say like, no, every time I have them all ready and prepared. No, it just doesn't happen that way. I'm not there yet. One day I will be. But the reason why this episode hit me so much is because our topic is Samson. But we're not talking about Samson and Delilah like everyone puts together like peanut butter and jelly. This one is talking about pre-Delilah. This one's talking about the first woman Samson was in love with. And part of Samson's story is like my story where he lost his wife. He lost his first love. And for me, I lost my husband. So I'm a widow and being in the month of February where everyone is celebrating love, you know, everyone's prepared for Valentine's day and being single and just the emotions that just come up, you know, not that there's anger and stuff being in this season, not that I don't appreciate being here, but just my heart has been tender the last week. And I honestly didn't want to talk about this type of subject. But the Lord, after I was trying to say, but God, why don't we deal with his birth? Why don't we deal with him in the womb? That will be perfect for a period right now. And then the Lord revealed to me, no, Jessica, the reason why I need you to cover this topic is because of us being in this month of celebrating love. And there are some people who need encouragement. There are some people who actually need this word because they are dealing with um, some difficulty, you know, right before Valentine's Day. And it's not whether you celebrate it really or not. The fact that people around are just enjoying and celebrating love with each other. And you may be in that position like me where it's like, well, we're still waiting. Or maybe you're re-waiting, right? Which is my situation. It has been seven years since my husband passed, but within that seven years, there has been this seven year wait of expecting God to bless me, expecting to be able to be cuddled up and um, enjoy a Valentine's Day celebration just for the fact of celebrating the love, you know, along with other people. But I'm so grateful that even in my slackness, even in the things that are popping up in my heart, the Lord is still faithful. The Lord is still good and he is so trustworthy. And I've been on this journey for these last few months of just really surrendering my heart to God's way and his will, whatever he wants. And that blesses me because I know I could trust him. And so for the first time in quite a few years, I didn't even ask for nothing for Valentine's Day. And when I say ask for nothing, I used to be like, God, well, I thank you for my man of God by this Valentine's Day. I won't be alone. And this time I was just like, no, I thank you for your timing. I thank you for what you have set up. You're already trustworthy. And so I surrender your perfect moment when you will bring us together. And that's where my heart posture is today. So without further ado, let's dive into the life of Samson. Again, when we think about Samson, our go-to is Delilah. 
And then we think about how his eyes got plucked out and how he died. Like those are the things that are triggers. Those are things that come up, but a lot of people don't talk about this um, part of the story. So what I'm going to do is just do a brief synopsis and we are going to read from Genesis uh, 14 verse 16 through 15 verse 6. But if you want to know the whole story, which I hope you do, um, you're going to read Judges 13 through 16 and just get the complete story. Okay. Let's pray. Um, God, I'm so grateful for this privilege and honor of being before you today because this is my yes. <laughs> this is my yes in action. And I'm so grateful that you receive it. You see it and you know what it takes for me to be right here. And so I'm grateful for it. I pray for all those who are watching and hearing that their lives are healed, whole, and transformed. That there is something that is said that benefits them for your namesake. We thank you and we praise you for this time of love celebration. And we thank you, Lord, for your timing, for your perfect will, and just that you are trustworthy. Bless this time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Whew. All right. So... Just to give a brief synopsis, Samson was born with a purpose. In the womb, God gave his parents specific instructions on how he is supposed to live his life. Basically, he's supposed to be a man who's separated, who's holy, who's presented to the Lord. And there are certain things that he is not supposed to do. He's not supposed to touch. Okay. Um, a way he's supposed to wear his hair, all of that. There are rules for his life because of who God made him to be. Okay. So as he is growing up, he sees this girl <laughs> and he's like, she caught my attention. And in catching his attention, she's not a woman who is considered to be one that he should marry. Right. He should have married in those who are circumcised, not those who are uncircumcised, not those who are basically, if we were to put it like in today's terms, someone of the world, not someone in the church. Okay. Not someone equally yoked, someone out here. And so his parents is like, why do you got to go get her? There's no other woman. Like you can't find nobody um, on this end. And he's like, but she's pleasing to me. I want her. So he goes on this journey, goes to speak to her. He's fit a little game. Uh, goes to speak to her and a lion approaches him as his lion approaches. He actually, cause God gave him supernatural strength. As long as he is walking in him, God gave him supernatural strength and he ripped this lion and goes, pursues this girl, talks to her. She pleases him. And he's like, cool. He goes back. Then he comes back again to reclaim her or to claim her as his bride, as his wife. And as he's on his way, he remembers where he slew this lion. So he goes to check on it and sees that bees actually produced honey in the lion. And he goes and eats the honey out of the lion carcass, which is not okay because who he is called to be, he's not supposed to touch the thing that is unclean. So there's a little bit of compromise in this, situ in this situation. However, we're not going to get into that today, but there's compromise there. So he goes to her, they're doing this feast, this wedding feast for Samson. He's like, I'm, I got mine, you know, <sighs> but our boy Samson goes into 
I'm going to say enemy territory. I'm just going to say that. Okay. So he goes into enemy territory. He goes, and some of y'all who are married, you know, in enemy territory is your in-laws or your husband or wife's family. You know what I'm talking about. So uh, <laughs> he goes for this seven day feast, this marriage feast to claim his bride, to celebrate their marriage. And 30 of her people are invited to celebrate with him. So he's on their turf. He's in their territory. And how does Samson treat these guests? He comes up with a riddle. And they're guys too. So he comes up with a riddle and he says, hey, check this out. If you could solve this riddle, I'm going to give you 30 clean shirts <laughs> and 30 new garments. But if you can't solve this riddle, then you're going to have to give that to me. But this is the thing. He's actually being shysty. We call it shifty eyeball-itis. That's what me and my family call it. Um, he being shysty because the riddle that he made up is something only he knows. He didn't tell his parents about it. He didn't tell nobody else about it. So it's only something that he knows the answer to. And the riddle was concerning the lion and the honey. So they don't know. So as they're trying to figure out what in the world this riddle is, they get tired of not knowing the answer. Time is winding down and they go to Samson's wife and say, look, entice your husband to tell us the answer to this riddle. And if you don't, we are going to kill your, well, I'm sorry, not kill. We are going to set on fire your house and your father's house, your family's house. So like kill, might as well say. But King James Version, it says set on fire. So they threatened her for the answer. And you are going to see something that you notice. If you have read about Samson and Delilah, you will see the first time a situation with him and Delilah happen, how it ties into this event. So she goes to him and is like, well, what is the answer to this riddle? You know, you don't love me. You don't care about me. Um, and actually, this is where we pick up. It's actually in verse 16. It says, so Samson's wife came to him in tears and said, you don't love me. You hate me. You have given my people a riddle, but you haven't told me the answer. I haven't even given the answer to my father or mother, he replied. Why should I tell you? So she cried whenever she was with him and kept it up for the rest of the celebration. At last, on the seventh day, he told her the answer because she was tormenting him with her nagging. Then she explained the riddle to the young men. Does that not sound familiar? Is this not the fall of him later on with Delilah? The same words, the same words, because the enemy knows how to get into her heart, but we're not going to break it down. We're just going to keep reading. Okay. We're going to keep reading. So then she explained the riddle to the young man, verse 18. So before sunset of the seventh day, the men of the town came to Samson with their answer. What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? Samson replied, if you haven't plowed with my heifer. Yeah, he talking mess right here. That's not, that's not okay. You wouldn't have solved, solved my riddle. 
Then the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. He went down to the town of Escalon, killed 30 men. I'm just like, look at his behavior before his newlyweds family. Pay attention to that. But anyway, um, killed 30 men, took their belongings, and gave their clothes to the men who had solved this riddle because he didn't expect to be seen. He didn't expect for it to be revealed. But Samson was furious about what had happened. And he went back home to live with his mother and father. But they're married. And he goes back home. So verse 20. So his wife was given in marriage to the man who had been Samson's best man at the wedding. Woo! Y'all hear that? He left. Before we read further, Samson comes to an unfamiliar environment. He's coming with her people, tries to pull the wool over their eyes, walking in shifty eyeball-itis. <laughs> and in that, ends up killing these 30 men to take their stuff to now be responsible for the word that he thought he was going to get away with. So to cover himself, he did this extra action. But he was so upset. He was so angry. He was so mad. He left his bride and went back to daddy house. He left the new covenant partner and went backwards. And because of that, it says, verse 20, so his wife was given in marriage to the man who had been Samson's best man at the wedding. Later on, during the wheat harvest, Samson took a young goat as a present to his wife. And I don't know how long that period was, but he said, I'm going into my wife's room to sleep with her. But her father wouldn't let him. Verse two, I truly thought you must hate her. Her father explained why, because look at the way he was acting. So I assumed you hated her. So I gave her in marriage to your best man. But look, her younger sister is even more beautiful than she is, which is kind of, that's cold-blooded. Marry her instead. Samson said, this time I cannot be blamed for everything I'm going to do to you Philistines. Then he went out and caught 300 foxes. He tied their tails together in pairs. He fastened a torch to each of their tails. Then he lit the torches and let the foxes run through the grain fields of the Philistines. He burned all their grain to the ground, including the sheaves and the uncut grain. He also destroyed their vineyards and olive groves. So they're like, who did this? Samson was the reply. Because his father-in-law from Timnah gave Samson's wife to be married to his best man. So the Philistines went and got the woman and her father and burned them to death. What a story. Talk about your drama. This dude sees this girl, goes and talks to this girl find that she's pleasing, sets up a marital arrangement, 
and acts a fool. <laughs> like to me, just being a woman, I just wonder what she was thinking and feeling in those moments. And we have no clue. We don't even know her name. So we have no clue what she may have been thinking and feeling. But what I will say is, if this is you and somebody approaches you, a guy approaches you, even a girl, they approach you, pay attention. Just pay attention. Pay attention to the flags. Pay attention to the way they treat those around you. Pay attention to the way they treat your people. Pay attention to their responses when you come with your heart open with tears and crying. Just pay attention. Pay attention. Okay. But that's not what we're here to talk about. That's just a, a, a side note. So he acts a fool, comes with this riddle thing, but basically at the end of the day, loses his wife. His wife is given to his best man. His best. Y'all hear me? His best man. She's given to his best man and he's upset and retaliates, but he didn't know his retaliation was going to cost him his love. <sighs> was going to cost his wife. Basically, it was his actions. And I, I don't know what he was feeling. But I'm sure there had to have been some type of blame or guiltiness that he felt in that moment, understanding that her life is gone. Her dad's life is gone basically because of the way he handled a situation. It was the way he handled it. And not to say the situation wasn't messed up. I mean, that's cold blooded. The daddy gave her to the best man because you assumed, why didn't you come to me to ask? Why didn't you check up on me? <laughs> Why didn't you confirm this before you did it? But he, for whatever reason, he did it and just made that decision. And then going to try to side swap and say, but I got this younger daughter. Like that's not okay. But there's a few things here that I wanted to share. One was, he basically was like a widower. I say basically because even though that was his wife, she got another husband real quick. Um, so I don't know like the timing or whatever, but his emotional state was that he lost a loved one. He lost his companion. He lost someone that he cared about so much. He's like, I'm going to go get her. Not even a lion. <laughs> okay not even a lion can stop me from getting this girl so he is going through all this emotional turmoil so he's dealing with his loss and my thing is are you dealing with loss and how are you how are you dealing with it for those who don't know i actually have um another business it's called a widow's fight and it's resources for any and everybody who's actually dealing with grief. It has grief resources on there. But my thing is, how are you handling these emotions? Even in this month of February, how are you doing? How are you today? How are you with your heart posture? And then again, how are you in your singleness? Samson in his singlehood? He went and ate the honey out of the lion. He found satisfaction and good taste 
and what was considered unclean. And my thing is, in our time of singlehood, this should be a time of preparation for marriage. This should be a time of dealing with those things that we still taste. Huh? That satisfy us, that we still lick, that we put our hands in, that are unclean. They are not pleasing to the Lord. They have no benefit for us, but yet we continue to touch it. We continue to eat it and then pass it on to people around us. So he found satisfaction, and this is not the only time there was compromise, but found satisfaction in something that he should not have. Today, that may look like sex before marriage. That may look like masturbation. That may look like cheating. Like, I'm just going to, you know, be with you, 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 and you. I'll take you back there too, and I'll take you over there. Like, just open and free and not considering your heart posture for your future mate. And of course, we know that the whole point of this podcast is that he is center stage. So for those of us who actually want to please the Lord, we want to make sure we unpack these areas in our heart, these areas in our lives that have pain, that have hurt, that have disappointment, where anger is coming up from. Now I got to look at Samson. It's just like, whoa, this dude was just like on fire. <laughs> but what about you? Our time of singleness should be a time of removing the compromising, at the time of allowing God to make us whole, that we are a blessing and beneficial to the man, our woman of God, God has for us. And so... Let's be careful not to taste the things within dead areas. Let's only eat from what's life-given, not from what's dead. Today's attribute for this podcast is, or this episode, is Jehovah Rapha. I know we always talk about he's our healer, but Rapha actually means in Hebrew to cure, cause to heal, physician, repair, that it is God who is making us whole, who does it thoroughly, and he mends by stitching. That is who Jehovah Rapha is. But he's not just the healer of our physical. He's the healer of our emotional. He's the healer of our attitude. And he's the healer of our pain. And this great physician cares so much about us that we can come to him with anything and everything. And he is more than willing. I am a testimony. He is more than willing to heal and make it whole. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. God, we thank you so much for being the great physician that we could come to. Thank you for caring to heal, heal our hearts and our mind mental health issues, pain from the past, trauma, anything that we're dealing with. May you help prepare us in this time of singlehood and even those who are married. Thank you for this time and study. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I will see you guys next time.